0: Good morning, welcome to the name of Jesus Christ Today today is the 11th Sunday after Pentecost And uh, we're going to take a look at Hebrews uh, Chapters 12 And when Mike does the reading We have the option to add about four verses <coughs> Excuse me, and since I'm preaching on that text We're going to add the four additional verses They won't be on the screen But to sort of listen to Mike with your ears um, and When it comes to the epistle reading As well as everything else we do today um, as always, we pray and hope that uh, as we, we hear God's word through our liturgy today, our liturgy comes from Divine Service 1. You can use the hymnal if you like. It starts on page 151. Um, as we hear God's word through the songs and hymns we sing, uh, hopefully through the sermon, we oh, certainly through the body and blood of Jesus Christ, that, that our faiths are, are strengthened. Um, and any healing we need, if it be God's will, that he would also heal us at that time too. Let's begin with the singing of Living Hope. Thank mm-hmm. you. Редактор In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Take a few moments of silence for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. Let us then confess our sins to God, our father, most merciful God.
1: the Old Testament reading is from the prophet Isaiah chapter 66 for I know their works and their thoughts and the time is coming to gather all nations and tongues And they shall come and shall see my glory. And I will set a sign among them. And from them I will send survivors to the nations, to Tarshish, Col, and Lud, who draw the bow, to Tubal and Javan, to the coastlands afar off, that they have not heard my fame or seen my glory. And they shall declare my glory among the nations. And they shall bring all your brothers from all the nations as an offering to the Lord, on horses and in chariots and in litters and on mules and on dromedaries, to my holy mountain, Jerusalem, says the Lord. Just as the Israelites bring their grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord, and some of them also I will take for priests and for Levites, says the Lord. For as the new heavens... And the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain. from new moon to new moon, and from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Be to
2: God.
1: The epistle lesson is from Hebrews chapter 12. For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees, and make straight paths for your feet. So that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them, For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn, who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteousness made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, May remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise.
0: The Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. Jesus went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us. Then he will answer you. I do not know where you come from. But you will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, that you yourselves cast out, and people will come from east and west, and from north and south, and recline at table in the kingdom of God, and behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. be seated. How many children would like to come up for the children's message this morning?
2: Hey guys, how it goes? Hmm? Good morning.
0: It is a good morning. Hey, howdy. So, Mike read a really long reading today. And then I threw a couple more verses at him, so we read even more verses. So we're, but we're going to kind of narrow it down to kind of condense it into probably just one verse. So, do you guys know that there was a telescope, as long as a school bus, out there circling the earth? and we're going deeper and deeper into the universe. It's called the Hubble Telescope, and its purpose is basically to take pictures of the universe, things that we can't see with our, our negative eye. So we're going to take a look at a, at a couple of pictures, like there's one on the screen. Isn't that a pretty cool picture? Oh, about another one. Looks it like, looks like an eyeball to me. That's kind of cool, too. Different colors. And then you get this one with all those stars in the sky. I think we might have one more. Yeah, there's the explosion, right? Isn't that cool? Those are just really, really cool things out there. And those those things are so far away. I, I can't even tell you how long it would take you to get there in the, space, the spacecraft. But probably longer than most of us would actually live. And we here can just see... On a clear night, we might be able to see the Milky Way because it's actually visible to eye. Milky Way is is just a cluster of all these stars that are that are pretty close to earth. And and if you're out in the far out in the country where there's no light city lights, you can see these awesome, awesome pictures up there. And I I think what we forget sometimes is how awesome God really is. And uh, because Do you guys have food breakfast this morning? You have breakfast? Kind of have breakfast? Do I need to talk to mom, dad? Oh, breakfast afterwards. Okay, that's cool. then. You know, we don't even think about it. And we, we, most of us, we have breakfast or we have lunch or we have dinner, right? Or we go out to the park or or whatever. And because of that, we forget that, you know, the breakfast that you guys are going to have shortly and you might have had it ready today. And I had breakfast this morning. And although we bought it, Jane prepared it, it's a gift from God. We kind of forget those things. And so I I love it when when the sky here is clear and there's no lights, which even in Reading there's lots of lights. So you go further out in the country, like go out to Whiskeytown Lake at night, and you look up, there's no light, you just see stars. And when we look at that, for us, at least for me, And hopefully for you guys and for moms and dads and everybody out here and everybody that's listening today, it's when they look up and they see all those stars, it's like, wow, God did all that. And last week we heard where God told um, Abraham that he's going to have children as much as the stars in the sky. Can you imagine having that many brothers and sisters? A little scary, huh? But, you know, it's, it's real. We're going to have, because we're all brothers and sisters, right? You're my brother. Did you know that? You are. And I'm your brother, and I'm their brother, and they're my sisters, and your sister, and you don't even know them, do you? Because they don't live here, right? But they're your sister. See all those people out there? The really happy ones, and even the grumpy ones. There's no grumpy ones out there. We're here worshiping God. There's your, there's your brothers and sisters, too, and most of them are... Older than you. Some of them older than me. That's how awesome God is. And and this text that Mike read for us today is really all about how awesome he is, and we forget that. So we're going to talk about that in our sermon today, too. And and you guys can listen to it, because mom and dad might need help understanding it. All right? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you have blessed us so much with your beauty, with your creation. Help us to never, ever forget that. And that when we look at you and we look at this world, we see see how awesome you really are. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Let's sing our hymn of the day.
1: Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father
0: and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our text is from Hebrews chapter 12 verses 18 through 29. Grace, peace, and mercy again from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I say that again because of what I said to the kids. How often do we even think of God in all his oddness? Is he just simply second nature. We get up in the morning, have our breakfast, take a shower, head out to wherever we're going. We come home, have dinner, watch TV, go to bed. And we wake up in the morning and we do it all again. So when was the last time you thought about the oddness of our God? truly, truly thought about it. Not just because you walked in the church this morning, or not just because we talked about it with the kids, or not just because I asked you the question. If you looked at the devotions this past week, it was also on Hebrews chapter 12. And we ended Friday's devotion with these words. It said, The message of God's grace will never get old. It will always be our rock as Christians. We will never tire or grow weary of celebrating and talking about and responding in love to the love of Christ, one for us on the cross and the hope sealed to us in the empty tomb. What more could we talk about? What better could we celebrate? And we continue, and when we do grow weary, Will we remember that this message of God's grace and mercy has changed our lives and our eternity so dramatically it's not delivered to us neatly and cleanly? No, it comes to us covered in the blood of martyrs. It comes to us drenched in the sacrifices of countless Christians who, by God's grace, know it for what it truly is, a treasure more valuable than gold or silver a gift that will not wear out or die, a hope more important than even life itself, our salvation won in innocent blood of Jesus, shed for miserable sinners like you and me. And then I ended with these words, grace alone indeed. So today what we're going to do is we're going to take the same text, And with that background, we're going to look at something a little bit different. Our author gives us a comparison between Mount Sinai and Mount Zion, between law and gospel. And I think it's a fascinating comparison that the author of Hebrews makes in the verses for us this morning. He contrasts Mount Sinai, the place where the law was given through Moses, to the holy mountain of God, Mount Zion, and the heavenly city. Of Jerusalem, A number of things can be pointed out. First of all, that Mount Sinai is a temporary way station, not a permanent dwelling place. The Israelites do not set up a settlement on Mount Sinai. Instead, they receive the law, and then they keep on moving to wander in the desert. It's not a place of rest. It's not a place of permanence. Whereas Mount Zion is the eternal, eternal holy dwelling place of the Almighty God and his people. Mount Zion is where the city of Jerusalem, the crown jewel of God, the stronghold of his people, his children, this is where they reside, in a place of peace forever. A place not terrifying to behold, but marked by bliss and the highest joy. Mount Sinai, was where the chosen people received the law, through Moses. And why did they need it? Why were they given the law? Well, Paul reminds us, in both his letters to the Galatians and to the church in Rome, that the law was added because of the sin of the people. Its intention was to point the people to their Savior, the coming Messiah. Because with the law, their sin would increase they would become that much more aware of how they missed the mark. And their need for deliverance outside of their own efforts would become painfully clear to them. The contrast of Mount Zion is seen in verse 23 of our text. Dwelling there is God, the judge of all men and the spirits of righteous men made perfect through Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, not through the law. Verse 24 speaks of the sprinkling of blood. And what is significant of the sprinkling of the blood? You look at chapter 9 when you go home today of Hebrews, we have it explained to us. As well, take a look at Exodus, Leviticus, Second Kings, and Second Chronicles in the Old Testament. We learn how the priest was to sprinkle the scroll, the tabernacle, the altar, and everything used in the ceremonies, his garments, and even the people with the blood of the sacrifice. In this way, everything was cleansed with blood, because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And so we see in this picture of Mount Zion and the heavenly Jerusalem, the joyful assembly of angels and those men justified through the sprinkling of blood, the blood of a sacrifice, the blood of the mediator, the blood of Jesus Christ. We are told that this blood speaks. It testifies. And its message is contrasted with other blood which has spoken. Namely, the blood of Abel. Now, why Abel's blood? And what has his blood been saying? You all remember Abel, right? Mike even mentioned him in the reading. Think all the way back to Genesis. Abel is the first one who is killed by someone. And and, it gets interesting as we look at Abel, I think, and we look at Jesus. There are some startling similarities as well as differences. Both of them were innocent and both of them victims of actions of evil men. Both of them were betrayed and both of them were murdered. Both of them had rendered their best to God and given proper service and obedience to him. In this way, both of their deaths involved the spilling of righteous blood. And in both cases... Their spilled blood speaks a testimony. From Genesis chapter 4, the Lord testifies that Abel's blood cries out from the ground, which had opened its mouth to receive his death at the hand of his brother Cain. Abel was the first graphically tragic victim of the entrance of sin into the perfect creation. And his blood cries out from the earth, calling for vengeance calling for vindication, calling for retribution. Both Matthew and Luke's gospel have records records of Jesus pronouncing an accusation upon the people of Israel in regard to the responsibility of shedding the righteous blood of the prophets whom they killed, beginning the list with Abel. And so we see the message which Abel's blood delivered. It is a message of accusation. It is a message of law. It is a message of judgment, and it is a message of vengeance. But as we've heard in the epistle lesson read by Mike today from Hebrews, we, you and I, are now covered with sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than that of the blood of Abel. This blood, the blood of the Savior of mankind, the blood of God himself in the flesh, the very blood of Jesus Christ, speaks a better word. And that word is forgiveness. Christ came in this world not to condemn it, but to set it free, to bring salvation to all who believe in his name. His blood speaks not of vengeance, but of reconciliation. Rather than demand justice, it secures mercy. His blood speaks a most precious message of pardon, And of peace. And he pours it out to each and every one of you, in fact, to our whole world, freely and forevermore. Our filthy rags of sin have been dipped in the blood of the Lamb of God, slain for our salvation. Jesus now stands before the judgment throne. And he speaks a better word on your behalf and mine. Jesus says, I died for this one. Point to yourself. He died for each and every one of you. And he says to God, as well as he says of me, remember their sins no more. Grace. Alone. And as I shared with our children, we were reminded in the Bible that we, you and I, are to serve God with reverence and awe. That's verse 28 of our text. And that doesn't seem difficult, especially when we realize how awesome the grace of God is. And then we can say, as we ended this week's devotion, grace alone indeed. Let us pray. All praise praise be to Jesus Christ, true God and true man, whose blood was shed for the salvation of many. May we be counted faithful and enter through the narrow door, sprinkled clean in the outpouring of his sacrifice on the cross. Amen. Let us now rise and profess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe God the Father almighty
1: Let's
0: pray. Almighty God, we give thanks for all your goodness and bless you for the love that sustains us from day to day. We praise you for the gift of your Son, our Savior, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, the comforter, for your holy church, for the means of grace, for the lives of all faithful and just people, and for the hope of the life to come. Help us to remain constant in the struggle of faith, empowered by the cross of Christ, filled with hope and confidence. Lord, in your mercy. Save and defend your whole church and strengthen your faithful people through the word and the holy sacraments, establishing in them the faith once delivered to the saints. Lord, in your mercy. Grant your wisdom and heavenly grace. To all pastors and to those who hold offices of service in your church, that by their work and example, faith may abound and your kingdom increase into all the earth. Lord, in your mercy, preserve our nation in justice and honor and grant help and favor to all who bear the offices of government in our land. Guard and protect also all who serve in the armed forces of our country, especially those listed in our bulletin this morning. Give them faithfulness and success in their service and grant that their homecomings be joyful. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. By your word and Holy Spirit, comfort all who are in sorrow, need, sickness, or adversity. Especially this morning, we lift up a Barbara who's going through testing for, to try to determine why she, is, she has internal bleeding. With those also who suffer persecution for the faith, have mercy on all to whom death draws nears. And especially we lift up to you Bob's cousin, Sandra, who's nearing death. And we also lift up to you, Joe, who's in place in hospice care. Sustain and bless all who care for those who suffer. Lord, in your mercy. We remember with thanksgiving those who have loved and served you in your church on earth, who now rest from their labors. Keep us in fellowship with all your saints and bring us at last to the joys of your heavenly kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. In your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. The the Lord. Let us give thanks, O Lord our God. It is, right give
2: him and it is truly give good,
0: right God. and salutary that we should at all times and in all places, give thanks to you, holy Lord, Amen. Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who having created all things took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and saying, its new kingdom and teach us to pray our father Lord Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and after having given thanks he broke it he gave it to his disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup and after having given thanks he gave it to his disciples and said take drink this is the cup of the new testament of my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me the peace of the Lord, it was you always. Please be seated. Please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this solitary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love for one another. Through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing, hark the voice of Jesus crying. Any announcements this morning? Please be seated. Good morning, Good
3: morning from your Board of Christian Education. Um, as I said last week, I'm going to be reminding everybody of a lot of the upcoming events um, that will give benefit to both our congregation and our early learning center. Um, you know, our early learning center is a, is a huge ministry of our church to this community, and you guys all play a part in that, and we need your help. And you usually you always step forward and you're always such a great help and I really really appreciate it we appreciate it thank you very much on Thursday September 22nd we're having our open house uh, for our early learning center so all the teachers will be present the classrooms will be open we'll be having a barbecue and hopefully some fun little um, things for the kids so it's going to be open to the public this year not just our school kids and families so If you have neighbors or anybody you're interested in bringing along, September 22nd uh, at 6 o'clock. Oh, we're also having a drawing that will be uh, one month of of free tuition. So on Saturday, October 15th is our harvest festival. We, We do this every year, and this is a huge event we need lots and lots of help with. Thursday, September 8th will be our first meeting. So, anybody who's interested in helping with the Harvest Festival, please show up September 8th at 4 p.m. If, if you uh, would like to come but can't, or would like to help but can't make that meeting, talk to myself or Eileen or um, any of our school teachers, Crystal, wh- whoever you can get hold of. We need lots of help with that. So, Thursday, September 8th is a meeting for the October 15th Harvest Fest at 4 p.m. Uh, let's see we have Teacher Appreciation Sunday coming up October 16th our Christmas parade uh, which we'll need lots of volunteers for December 3rd and Saturday December 10th is our children's Christmas program along with our congregational dinner so that's a lot of dates and we'll get you some flyers and some more reminders but I just wanted to throw those out there so you guys can start to be thinking about that thank you very much
0: thank you Doreen we have other announcements Okay, could y'all do me a favor? Could y'all raise 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 one hand? So some of you are not trusting me. I can tell that. Just raise just raise one arm, one hand. Hey, raise your hand up high. All right? Doreen, these are all your volunteers. Wow. Oh. Oh, hey, it's for a good cause. Uh, Bible study in well you have plenty of time. Synaptis so have plenty of time to have coffee. Juice, maybe water, talk for a while, and then at 10.45 come into the fellowship hall as we look at some uh, interesting questions from the eighth chapter of Romans. And It doesn't matter if you missed the first seven. The eighth chapter of Romans is stands alone, as does the ninth, the tenth, and the eleventh. We'll go through it. So come in, come with us, because we have some great, great discussions. Um, any questions? You're so quiet now. It's amazing. You're afraid to open your mouth now. I see. Okay. Um, There's got to be more you can say. Wow. Okay. So we're done. See, my wife has spoken. We are done. So as you, oh, got a hand up. That's sometime in September, like the 11th. I got it right. September 11th, is a new members. Um, we welcome all the new members of the church. And how we decided to define that was, so I started technically on September 11th of 2016. So if you have joined this church, after, on September 16th of 2016, or after, you're a new member. So what we'd like you to do, I think, is it let Jason know, or Laura? That one of those two know.